Yes. <laughs> hey everyone. How are you? Welcome to the Vagicine Podcast. So this is the first episode, and my name is Vanessa, and I am an amazing I have to say so myself. Amazing so. health educator um, from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and not just any health educator, a sex educator. And I love my job. So this podcast is going to come to you every other week. And we're going to be talking about everything from love, sex, relationships, and everything in between. And we're going to be doing it from the lens of what I do in the classroom. Because, you know, little kids have these questions. Everyone has these questions. And we're going to find ways to answer them. So bear with me. But... The person that's bearing with me the most is my best friend with me on the first episode. On the mic, on the mic. Shauna. Hey, y'all. So why are you here? Tell us about yourself. Um, I'm here because I love you and I love to talk about sex too, <laughs> but I'm not as good at it as Vanessa. I mean, I get really real, y'all. I get really real. I am the uh, founder of the Heal Sister Project. Yes! yes. Where I show women and girls how to heal themselves using movement, meditation, and sacred space. And you know, one of our best sacred spaces is our coochies. Oh, so, oh okay. You know, so you went there. I, that's why I'm here, you know. Okay. It's just a part of the whole woman experience that's why that's why and i'm also here in baltimore i'm also a psychotherapist so i get in the mind and i teach sisters and men professionals and others Mm -hmm. how to keep calm awesome and breathe oh hashtag hashtag Mm. um so what does vagicine what does vagicine mean to you to me yeah you're gonna start with i'm gonna start with you i mean i'm gonna tell them but oh okay (laughs) So vagistine to me means like basically you getting together, you talking about coochies and stuff, you're laughing, you're giggling. Sometimes there's someone, sometimes there's chips, and really at the at the real core of it is giving a safe space for women to be able to talk about all the things that they've been hushed about for their entire lives, normalizing. The whole thing. I think so. I I think that's a very accurate description. So, vagisteam is a term that I came up with about uh, two years ago, and it's a noun. I've proclaimed that oh, it's in okay. it's in Webster's straight up. Like I already wrote them. It's in Put there. It and basically, my definition of vagisteam is the concept when one builds confidence in and of their vagina and vulva. When we have this confidence, it leads to healthy and satisfying sex lives. So that's basically why I'm here. I want us to have good conversations about sex. And basically, vagisteam turned into a workshop series that I created. Um, that was just open to women and it's, you know, it's still going on. It's open to women of all ages to come and just have a good time and learn from each other. And that's basically what this podcast is all about so that we can get together, learn from each other, hear our stories and share our stories and, you know, have some fun doing it. So that's Vagistine. But why though? But why though? It's a good question. So in my work in Baltimore, what I started finding was that, um, I started this initiative called Clippers and Curlers where I would go into barbershops and hair salons and I would do free health education. I, that's what I do. And so 
with the barbershops, it was super easy to get them on board. They were like ready to go, ready to have these important sexual health conversations. But then when I went into beauty salons, a lot of the women were like, no boo. Yeah. Why are you here, girl? Mm. You want to talk about this here? Mm-mm. in this the open private. right now that. and that's exactly what their reaction was and so um that really just you know it really got me on this quest to start thinking about how we as women are learning from each other and even having conversations about sex and i realized that we're not a lot of times or we're having it with our doctors or with like our one homegirl, but there are so many stories and so many different experiences that we could draw from and learn from. And so what I started to do was just, you know, create a space in my home where I would have tons of snacks because, you know, I'll invite people over to my house without food mm-hmm. because Can't be hungry, rude, hangry, rude. Um, <laughs> and, um, we would have snacks and I would just have a topic. And so, you know, I would just throw out a topic around just like building your self confidence or like, how do we do that? Or just talking about sex or boring sex or, Girl, why is he not putting in work? Right. Mm. So we would have these different conversations (laughs) and what started to happen was women started bringing their friends and more people started bringing their friends and then it kind of outgrew my house. So it kind of outgrew my house to the point where now we have to have a podcast about it. So (laughs) that's why we're here because we want to keep growing the conversation until everyone boosts their vagisteam and until everyone feels that vagisteam confidence. So we're going to be here until the wheels fall off, until everybody is having these conversations. So... Vagisteam, hashtag having courageous conversations. So what? that's what we're doing. So that's a little bit about Vagisteam. Um, and that's, that's what we're going to do for weeks to come. So our topic for today is, it's, it's going to be Punani. Punani. The V. The V. Vag. Vajayjay. All of that. The so box. we're going Punani 101. And we're going to be talking about <laughs> our attitudes and how we got there. And I'm going to be asking your thoughts, of course, Shauna. Of course, I love to talk <laughs> about my Vajayjay. Right. Around, around <laughs> what this means to us. So before we delve into that, um, I have some news. Would you like to hear the news? I'm always trying to know. All right. So I'm calling this segment Sex News. I didn't know if I wanted to go like instead of CNN, like SNN, but I don't know. That's kind of tacky. I, I don't, I don't I haven't, know about that. I haven't formulated. I think Sex News is good for now. All right. I'm going to go Sex News <laughs> until, you know what, for all the people listening, if you have a segment idea, title name that you want to throw my way instead of Sex News, throw it my way. Email me at badgesteam at gmail.com and we will get it together and I will change it. We'll vote on it. We'll have a better title than just sex news. But (laughs) in sex news, in this segment, we're going to, I'm going to tell you about the news and you're going to tell me your thoughts. All right. I'm ready. You ready? So a new study was published by the JAMA Journal of Dermatology on Wednesday and it confirmed that 62% um, of a nationally represented sample of about 4,000 women said that they opted for complete removal of their pubes at least once, and 84% uh, reported some grooming. So in the article I was reading, it said, previous research showed that women groom to facilitate sexual activity. This study actually found that 59% of the women said that they groom for hygienic reasons and a lot of the researchers in this study said that many women thought that they were dirty and unclean if they have not groomed their pubic hair so or pubes whatever you want to call it 
What you what you thinking about the pubes over there? You know, I have a whole attitude. Of, I know y'all can't see this, y'all, but I'm like really huffing up, huffing right now. She has attitude for like for real, for real. Okay, the way I feel about it is, y'all, it grows out your body. That means there's a function, okay? And so, yes, I can understand because the media, you know, and if you watch porn, sometimes you probably don't see pube hairs sticking every which way. I get it. But the idea that the concept, the thought that having pube hair means that you're unclean, yeah, is really concerning for me. I mean, it actually keeps your vagina, doesn't it like keep your vagina from like getting infected? Yeah, I mean, I can understand the grooming though, you know, because you want the you want the the bikini wax, hey. you don't you don't want to have all this bush for us or <laughs> you know, other things sort of hanging out your bikini, right. So grooming is cool. Right. But let's keep a little, y'all, because it's keeping us safe. Yeah, I mean, I guess my only problem, you know, is just when women are saying that they feel that they're dirty or unclean. And that's the thing. We've, I think we've just been conditioned. Like, nobody looks at all the pubes in men's underwear and is like, ooh, 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 mm. No. Ooh, what? Ooh. No, 1970s much? Like, no one really says that. And so... We've become so conditioned to, you know, think that there's something wrong with us at times. And of course, there's a million products out there to that really jumps on this concept. And so it's not about being dirty or unclean. It's hair. It grows out your body. I totally agree. You know, if you want to, you know, trim it down a little bit to make some room for well, the... Even for the sisters that... Now, you know, I used to have really strong feelings about this, <laughs> but even if you want to shave it all off... Right. I, I just hope that it's not because you think that you're unclean. Mm. Maybe because you just like the way it feels down there when it's bald. Right. Do you? Right. Do you? That's my feeling. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, but you're not dirty, you're not unclean. And it has a function. It... it I'm just right. saying. Hey. Just saying. Hey. All right. Boom. <laughs> all right. So, you ready for some more sex news? All right, I'm good. All right. A new cafe in Switzerland. Um, Switzerland. Just, uh, you know, it's it's open. It is uh, open so that patrons can get a coffee drink, mm-hmm. use a little iPad, mm-hmm. and get five to ten minutes of that fellatio. Um, fellatio. Head, fellatio, dome, whatever the kids are calling it nowadays, um, for about $62 um, <laughs> American for the oral... Plus about $5 for that cup of coffee. So, you know, it's like a whole new Starbucks up in this piece. So, ha- yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first of all, whoever came up with that is making bank. Yeah. They making money. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I have some concerns. Yeah, okay. Like, I mean, while I think that that is probably, is this just for men? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. I know. Wait. I know. We don't Wait, get, I have... Wait. We... My yeah. excitement just dwindled. Yeah. So you're saying that only... So a man can go and get some coffee. Right. And get... Right, 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 his, right, 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 Get right, some right, right. head. Right. From women? Yes. So... And by the way, um, sex work is, is legal and regulated in Switzerland. Oh, it's regulated? Yeah. Okay. So, like, they're getting tested. Oh. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I still I'm one, okay. Are we using a you got feelings some 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 protection though because just feelings. because the sex workers might be getting 
tested? Are we testing the folks that's coming Come in through. there, slinging all their fluids in people's mouths? That's true. I want. I. I mean, that's all I kind of had, like when I was doing okay. my reading. So you know, I could. I could find out for you and report. I mean, if you could figure that out. Yeah. I'll, I mean, we could call. I'll let you know. I'll I'm let saying. you know. But you know, I don't know if Starbucks is really thinking about this concept. <laughs> I'm sure they're I, not. You know. I'm also just wondering why the why the women can't have a section. Can we? For that going, I yeah. mean, can you just put in some work while I'm drinking my um? Cappuccino? Can you go downtown while go. I'm while I'm drinking this caramel I, sixty-two macchiato. dollars plus a five-dollar drink? That's I'm just saying, like coffee break. Dollars. That's that's the definition and of a coffee break. I'm saying, Psh. happy ending. Psh. Happy Psh. doing it. All right, all right. <laughs> I don't know if you stay up on like pop culture news, but. A guy named Russell Wilson is now married to um, recording artist Sierra. Okay. And they had a celibacy pact where I think they dated for a year. Mm -hmm. And they finally got married like a couple days ago. And now they're doing it. Well, I had a problem because I was reading the article on Maxim and they were saying how like Russell Wilson finally gets to have sex. Wait a minute. But Russell Wilson used... To be married before, so he did have sex. But then again, it's like why well, I gotta be only only by him. What about true? And can true. we get out of that drawers? Like they're a married couple. I didn't even think about can that. they just have sex? Though? True, true, Do true. Do we need to be calling like points? Oh my god, or? you're so right because everyone was definitely like on calling Sierra Thotty because she you know had a baby and she was with Future and blah 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 they need to stay out of all the people's drawers I agree I agree I didn't even consenting adults see this is why you're here because I can't have this conversation by myself I didn't even I don't think that would be healthy (laughs) (laughs) just having this two way conversation True, true, true. So, yeah, I mean, I bring that up to say, like, part of sex positivity and just doing you and doing what you want is, if you don't want to have sex, like, I feel like that fits within the framework Mm -hmm. of being like, all right, like, I'm actively choosing this. No one's making that, this decision for me. And when I choose to do it, whatever, whatever the parameters are, that should be okay, too. So... Yeah, I'm sure they just, it's just that they made such a statement with it. It was so public. True. And I did have some feelings about, Ugh. you know, just how he was sort it was, it was just very, I don't know. Like, I was like, did, did they come up with this decision together? Uh. Or was he like, this is what's happening? And it did sort of set her up in a way for her to be called these names because his mm. position. I mean... Either way, I don't know. I just like to I stay think, out of people's bedrooms. I think the I think the Twitter hoteps were like, "Oh, hey Sierra, how you doing? You had a baby with Future? Oh, oh you use a hoe? Cause you had a baby? Ooh, use with Future? Whole time, all of them having sex with everybody. But like, whole what? time, like who is Future though? Like who Future Nobody. has like. 20 million kids, like, yeah. sir. I just don't, I guess in general, I would just say how we go laser focus on the woman mm-hmm. and her sex life. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the man, like, why Why are we focusing only on right. and demeaning and degrading what she's doing with her coochie? Right, right. She should be able to do, they should be able to do whatever they want and right. there should be no more attention spent to the, the woman's experience than the man's. But, you know, this is what I would call an ideal world, like <laughs> what I'm talking about. And we could just work forward. And maybe badge esteem as, as we begin to hey. uplift it. Hey. People going to stop being in people's drawers and I'm boxes. All, I'm all about Stay that life. Stay out the drawers of grown folk. <laughs> 
all about that life. All right, I'm going to close out our sex news. SNN, no? No. no? Okay. Sex news. Um, <laughs> sex news segment with um, hashtag panty challenge. I did can't. You, I can't. Did you? I saw it on my Instagram. All right, so let me tell the folks what it is right. um, while you fix your face a, just a little bit and you take a sip. <laughs> so panty challenge is something that I found like last week perusing like Twitterverse and you had a few people taking pictures of their clean underwears and saying stuff like don't come for me unless your panties look like this and it was like a very clean that middle portion part I don't know what you call the The crotch (laughs) of the underwear was very clean and it was like don't judge me judge your mother if your panties don't look like this like it was very like like who started that but how like what is wrong with natural bodily functions was my problem and I posted on my Instagram a picture at Vagistine. <laughs> at Vagistine. I posted on my my Instagram a very I'm really into the gifs, gifs, whatever you mm-hmm. whatever you call those. And it was a picture of Candy Burris and her face was like, okay. And that's exactly how I felt. I was like, um if you don't have vaginal discharge, I your body must not be working working or functioning can you tell us a little bit about that so vaginal discharge and this is what i tell my students all the time vaginal the vagina is a self-cleaning organ or some of us like to say the self-cleaning oven and i I like to have people think about it like your eye so you don't stick soap inside of your eye to clean your eye please don't y'all you don't You just don't do that. Like, when you wake up in the morning, you got them boogies on the side of your eyes. Like, that's how how the eye's cleaning itself. Tears is the way that eyes are cleaning itself. So, the same thing happens with the vagina. So, when we see vaginal discharge, it even changes. Like, it's the way that the vagina cleans itself. It's the way to tell us if things are going okay. It's If it smells funny, that's the way it's telling us we might have an infection. It's like the barometer of everything going on inside the vagina. And so to shame people for having a natural bodily fluid, that's what kind of threw me off with the panty challenge. And it just let me know, like, we just don't have enough information about the natural aspects of our body. Like, you... You, it is it is it is normal it is natural it is amazing it is fine and anyone who shames someone else for doing that and ain't never seen no real vag in their life so it's kind of like wh- for real whole time i'm like wouldn't it be so cool i don't think this is gonna happen mm-hmm. but you never know with social media yeah it would be so interesting if all the women of the world decided to be like discharge snap <laughs> what real pussies be like <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm I'm just this who's confident line. enough. I don't I don't I, I don't mean, know. I'm not there. I'm yet. not I'm not either. I'm not there yet. I'm not there but... yet. But that would be a great comeback <laughs> with some education. Like that would get a lot of attention. Yeah. No. It's totally there's some would. shaming happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's and I don't even know. I don't even know where it really started. But I mean, from that, that just showed me like we can't even as women like we can't even be human. Which kind of just threw me. Like, this is just a... It is it is a human, natural aspect. And you want it to keep happening. Like, you want you want to see discharge. And it does change. Like, it might be more depending on, like, the hormones that we're on. Or less depending on the hormones that we are on. Are on or, you know, what's happening during the month. And it's just... It is what it is. Like, you I don't understand. Sex the other day. 
girl. Uh, but we're not going. We right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that 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 just kind of threw me for a loop. I couldn't believe that we were doing this out here in these Twitter streets. But yeah, we don't talk about this stuff enough. Yeah, but that's what we're going to be doing here. That's what we're going to be doing here at Levage Esteem Podcast. All right. Cool. So we are done with sex news. Any mm-hmm. any other sex news you'd like to add to our segment before we move on? We here. All right. This is news. All right. Cool. Our next segment is Punani. Yep. The puss. Yep. The box. Oh, treasure chest. Mm, pocketbook. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what? Hold on. Coochie. Now you're gonna... Coochie. Shit. Kitty cat. Oh, now you just got all the names, though, on I'm my just... shit? Okay. I'm just saying. I can't even think of any creative... Why can't I think of any creative names right now? Muff? Muff! Oh, oh my man. gosh! Oh, man. Oh, remember that song, Trying to Get to You and That Monkey? Oh, you, the, yeah, the monkey? I don't one. know. I mean, that the one. monkey's not my favorite, but... That one. It is the one that some people... Yoni. 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 Um, what else we got? I I don't know if I have any more. I I, I don't, I've not, I'm not really creative right now. I used to have like a brainstorm hanging here, but. Yeah, I was about to say. I'll put my brainstorm back up. That's cool. So that's what we're talking about. We're just, you know, this is a 100 level class. Um, so, you know, (laughs) we want, I wanted to bring it up because first of all, this is called the Vagistine Podcast. It's our first show. And I really want to explore our attitudes around vaginas because we have them and we have different relationships to them. And it's clearly uh, trending in Instagram and Girl. Facebook when we're talking about the panty, panty challenge? Panty challenge. Right. So I feel like that's <laughs> sort of like our barometer for the level of education and the fact that we don't really know. Exactly. Much. Exactly. So, yeah, and... So um, what I did here, I asked a number of women to talk about, you know, their relationships to their vaginas and um, just sharing their stories about what they were taught about it growing up and even like what their attitudes are about now. So we're going to listen to um, just a few of those in a few minutes. But before we get there, what did you call the vagina growing up? Well, when well, what I was were you my, taught? My mom. So first of all, my mom made really clear that I knew <laughs> that it was the vagina. Like she was like, "This is your vagina." True. And then, but like casually, we'd called it. It was coochie. Okay. Coochie. That was about it. Coochie. Yeah. Just real. It was no like. It was just. I knew that it was my vagina. She right. made sure. Right. It was an intention to protect. Right. So I knew my body parts. Right. And then it was coochie. Okay, well, my parents are from Haiti, so um, <laughs> we I I grew up calling it bubun, Bu- bubun, bubun, <laughs> your face, <laughs> bubun, bubun. There you go. Okay, there okay. you go. There you Love go. It. But is that Haitian Creole? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. I know. I know yes. where y'all. Or it's just you know, it's just my mother's just made up. Like here you go, Wait, girl. Is it really a word? I don't. I've oh. never. You know what? I've heard different Creole words for it. I've but bo- I've heard other Haitian folks oh, okay. say "boo boo." Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we called it, and I don't even know when 
I realized exactly when it wasn't. But my mom used to play me out like this because my mom made sure that we knew Creole. So she would say words and I would never learn the English comparison. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'd just be walking around like, girl, what's up with your boo-boo? And people would be like, what? That's probably when you learned. When they was like, what is you talking about? (laughs) even remember when that transition from okay. boobun to vagina to vulva, vulva came yeah. um but yeah so that's what that's what you know what it was called and i think i mean i don't remember having many conversations about you know those body parts and the positive aspects of them i just remember having conversations around like you know, you're supposed to clean it. You're supposed to wash it. <laughs> it's clean and washed. Different. It's clean and washed. <laughs> is we talking? Is we speaking? Um, yes. So, um, so yeah, you gotta clean it and wash it. <laughs> wash it good. Wash it good. And then um, you made sure nobody touched it. So you know that was don't make no uncle, no cousin, no nobody else is yeah. supposed to touch this part. And that was kind of the conversation. I never learned like. Ooh, this magical, um, you know, this magical thing that, yeah, I mean, so there was absolutely this sort of aspect of like, yeah. you don't let anyone touch it. My mm-hmm. mother was very clear because she had experienced some sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very clear, like, if anyone touches it, you let me know right. and they going to be out. Right. Um, and so there was a lot of conversation there, but I also remember, like, there was, like, this tampon uh, commercial. This was when I was young. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what that was. Like, it was really early. I can't tell you how old. But wow. before I knew that, you know, what tampons were for, it was, on, it was a commercial. And I was like, Ma, what, what is that? And that's when she turned off the TV. Mm-mm. And she, that's when she, I, I don't remember exactly what she said. Right. But I remember there was these series of conversations about, that, you know, eventually I'll come to become a woman, and as a woman, I'll have a cycle. And then it also turned into this whole weird conversation about don't let people jab large penises in your coochie. Oh, oh my. Yeah. I mean, your mom was ahead of her time, though, because, yeah. you know, I heard be, I heard the big the big D's just be like, boom, out. I there. mean, that's exactly how she did it. She pulled out a uh, penis soap. I don't ask now. Don't y'all what? ask me what my mother had. No, what, what was she mom? she was clearly what she, was, she. Hey, I think it was soap. <laughs> I mean, she said it was soap, but come to think of it, and actually in this moment, this is the first time I'm like, but was it soap? Maybe it was a dildo. Maybe I don't even know. Yeah, but she had girl. something large <laughs> and brown in the shape of a penis that she took out yeah. and she made a small space with her finger, mm-hmm. a little circle that had that you could not see through. She you said can't this, see Shauna's hands right now, but she's making a very small a tight circle fist. fist with her hand. And she was like, this is your, this is your vagina slash coochie. And then she held this, what I can remember now, it might not have been that big, but as a small child, you know. This is a penis. Yeah, okay. Do you want this? Okay. Jamming into this. And so, you guys, this is why it took me so long to finally have sex. So that was uh, when I learned about the function of uh, two functions. One was as a woman. I would have 
some kind of cycle and that's that's what the tampon was right, for. Right, right. And I do believe within the same week or month, it was really close together, is when I got the conversation um, with the large soap or maybe dildo around things jamming in there. So and it was dildo. basically the lesson was don't have sex. Damn. And it's crazy how like those two messages are just so tied together because I mean I mean not only did I have my like my cultural background my parents are you know both from a different country where you aren't talking about these things openly but then um but then like I went to Catholic school from like third grade to twelfth grade and we definitely weren't talking about any type of yeah. sex pleasure breakdown I don't even remember like we had like family life in fifth grade and then in family life, it was just kind of like, here are the parts. Okay, bye. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> family and, life? Right. Family life, education. Um, And there was no, like, I don't even remember. Maybe the book erased, like, clitoris. Like, I just remembered, like, here's the hole. Here's the hole. <laughs> wow. And then you fast forward to when I was in about ninth or 10th grade, Someone had asked about anatomy, and they're like, you know you do everything through your vagina, right? And I was like... And I think maybe that was the <laughs> day that it was... Right. Maybe that was my destiny when I realized, like, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Because I definitely... They had the Pepsi um, vending machine at my school, and um, I... Someone had, like, you know, there were, like, three bottles at the table, and I was like, no. No, there's actually like three holes down there, girl. And she was like, "No, no, girl." And I was it's like, "Only one." I was like, "What do you Listen, mean?" Listen, what? Trust one, me, oh no, girl. One. Trust me at this lunch mm. table. So I took the three bottles and kind of like you can't see my hands right now, but I lined them up in this like open fan ish way and I was like no there's three openings like one is for pee one is for poop and one is for everything else <laughs> tell them girl and everyone was at the table like until this day I still have friends from high school like right on my wall they and remember. be like girl you just opened my eyes and so that's what ninth and 10th grade that's like what you're 15 16 years old mm -hmm. and so we were at that age and still not even knowing uh, the anatomy that was that you know that we had and so maybe that's what shaped me into being like ultimate sex clearly. crusader clearly folks was out here in these streets just like saying whatever and then when you think about it if you don't know which hole and what goes Ooh. into what if you're having sex for the first uh. time and Pain. I mean, me, while you was doing that right. whole time, I wasn't looking at my vagina. Oh, um, yeah. My friends was having babies in, in high school. Whoa. And um, I, I mean, I was hearing about the good stuff, right. but the, the friends that were talking about the good stuff were also talking about they was, they was pregnant or having abortions. And so I always, so all of it sort of equated yeah. to like sex equals babies. Right. That's it. Right. Um, and that, uh, that's all that boys want. Mm -hmm. And once you give them sex, they don't want you anymore. Girl. So, yeah. Girl. All throughout, I was, I was literally, when my friends would say, they would tease me about how I was afraid of penis. And I would be like, yep. <laughs> because and where do you think you put that? Still from childhood all the way up through the Jeez. high school. Yep. Legs closed. Oh man. All right. Yeah. So we're going, I mean, we have our stories. So we're going to listen to a few stories that were submitted of 
um, women who shared their, you know, their, their similar experiences and we'll come back and we'll talk about it. My name is Blanca. Growing up, words for vagina or vulva that I heard were um, allá abajo, which means down there, or colita, which means tail, essentially, so not remotely relevant if you ask me. Those are the only ones I can recall, which I think really says a lot about the messages I got about my vulva and my vagina growing up, which, unless they were negative or related to my purity or related to my value as a human being, it wasn't really brought up a lot. Even as one of the messages I got, for example, was, I mean, I wasn't even allowed to use tampons, and the message behind that was or my mother's reason for not letting me use tampons was because they were for married women that's literally all she said when I talked about when I asked about tampons and I never heard from it again and um I mean I think that I quickly got over that I think I was I was always I always had a lot of questions about that kind of those kinds of ideas about my body um but actually a different sexual partner my college boyfriend he was the first person I ever enjoyed oral sex with and he was so positive and so into it that it really changed the way that I felt and communicated about my vagina and my vulva and to be honest at this point in my life I feel like my vagina has got itself hi this is Ellen the words that were used to describe my vagina in childhood were coochie pussy punani some people called it the box we called it our stuff, our privacy, and private parts. The messages that I received about my vagina growing up were that it was supposed to be protected from men and um, sexual abuse and sexual harm. Um, in my teenage years, I was told that good girls didn't have sex early. Good girls didn't have sex with a lot of people. Um, sex was a grown-up thing that only grown-ups were supposed to do. Um, and that message kind of embedded in my mind that my vagina was about and for sex. I also received the message that that's all that men really wanted from women was to have sex with them and that women didn't ask for and weren't supposed to want. The one thing that I learned in my adulthood was that it was my responsibility to make sure that I had an orgasm, my responsibility first and his second, meaning I had to know how to use my vagina to have an orgasm and it was my responsibility to teach him if he didn't know. Hi, I'm Kelly and this is my Vagistine story. I was 18 and home from college for my grandmother's surprise birthday party when I heard it for the first time. Oh yeah, girl, you and Kuka have the biggest totos in the family. You've always been like that since you were an infant, my aunt said matter-of-factly. She was referring to my vagina and my cousin's vagina, respectively. I was shocked, but I never knew there was anything noticeable about my vagina. I instantly became self-conscious and started checking myself in mirrors, in storefronts, obsessing about my imagined camel toe like a teenager does a pimple before a special date. I wish that I could say I learned to overcome my insecurity all by myself, but like many women I know, it took a special person in my life to really change my view. It took a man's validation and praise to have me see my chubby vagina in a positive light. 
It seems like the running theme, and if you want to hear the rest of the stories, you can log on vadisthemed.com and listen to a few of the stories more in depth, and please listen to them. They're all really good. But it seems like the running theme seemed to be the same things that we were talking about, like the shame, or it's only used for this one purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, you're just supposed to clean it, clean it and wash it, wash it and clean it. <laughs> um, <laughs> wash it and clean it. And that was kind of, and that was it. And I mean, and I guess the other positive part is, you know, we do have parents who were trying to impart, I guess, lessons of safety on their children. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, listen, because I know, you know, even in my work, I know plenty of children who are like, well, I told my mom X, Y, and Z, and she didn't listen. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, and parents are not even opening that door to even having the conversation if someone sometimes. yeah sometimes yeah. if they're not um you know if something happens come and talk to me and so it's it's like this round it's just this up and down i think it's very complicated and so i think i don't know about you but it kind of leaves me with this all right how how do we undo this after we've been taught these messages of shame or keep it in like keep it here don't show it don't show it to anybody because we go through that and then later on you get to a point in your life where you know people think you're an old old hag at like 25 where people are like no but you're supposed to have a baby right now and you're supposed to what are you doing? you're supposed to do it you're supposed to give me grandchildren why all... she ain't pregnant yet is everything okay with your man right so everything? it goes literally from like don't show it to everybody Keep it in your pants to... Make sure you clean it and wash it. Make sure you clean it and washing it and cleaning it and cleaning it and washing it. And then (laughs) you go into this whole like... Why you ain't got a baby yet. Right. So... And so kind of to me, I don't know. To me, it kind of seems like we've been taught that it serves all... Like it serves everyone else but our own. And I've never... Not ne- I'm not going to say never, but I ha- it, I have not met too many people who've had conversations around like, oh, these are all the wonderful, amazing, mm. pleasurable later. You know, depending yeah. on the age of your the person that you're talking to, all these different mm-hmm. wonderful things that you can do or have with your amazing, amazing vagina. I think so. You know, in my work and working with women talking through like pain mm-hmm. and healing trauma that's intergenerational and if not trauma for the personal perspective but like recognizing like how some of the experiences and stories um and negative negative stories and positive influence um who we are now mm-hmm. like the stories that we were told and what we were taught I mean, I always say that the way that we go about, like, changing the narrative is first with ourselves, mm. right? So when I say, you know, my, my hashtag is always heal the system. Mm-hmm. So first we start with you, mm-hmm. right? So doing a reflection of, like, okay, the conversation that we're having, right. what were we taught, um, where, where may that story have come from, um... Like, where did it come from in, in your personal life? And then where might it have come from from the stories of the women or men in your life that right. taught you something if you have access to it? Right. And then sort of doing, like, a reflection of, like, what do I think now? Is this healthy? Like, you know, and and being and that's why I love Vagistine. Right. Like, not just this podcast, but, like, 
the spaces that you create in Baltimore and other places is because you also sort of open the door of other ways of thinking about it. And so, and I think once you do that, like after you've done the ongoing process and it is an ongoing process, like you don't go to like one and just sort of, it changes, but you begin to have those conversations with the women in your life. Right. Right. And you establish this whole new culture of comfort with not only the, the women that you spend time with, at Vagistine or the conversation that I had here, but the women in your life and your circle, then it's like you work, you can work with those women in your life to come up with what, what do I want my children to learn? Yeah. What do I want my godchildren to learn? The children that are in the schools, the yeah. children that you're mentoring to, you know? Um, like I remember when I told one of my godchildren about the Yoni, like I was like, oh, you know, like I've had, I just have really. I have conversations with her about it. And I don't go too deep because it's her mom gets to decide like to what extent she wants her to know about pleasure mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But I really just think all of it is rooted in fear. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that I don't I don't know what the when when it kind of shifted or turned around for me. I think I think once I got to a certain age, I think maybe around eighteen I think I started just being like, all right, this is my body and this is this is this is my body. Like this is the body I was born with. Like this body is not going anywhere, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to love it for everything that it is. And so that just required for me my personal process for I guess building my vag esteem mm-hmm. and my body confidence was like, no, straight up like let me look at myself in the mirror. Like these titties, amazing. What? 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 what slinging uh these tiger slinging. stripes these uh stretch marks this <laughs> or i like to call them the roadmap of sexiness <laughs> Your road worst. the road maps you know it's like okay. 695 oh, 95 up, up in here um <laughs> but yeah i had to i had to embrace that and i think and it just required like looking and looking and knowing that's just a unique part of me and just constantly just you know after i get out the shower just standing for a couple minutes and just embracing you know this is my body and then it even came down to like all right let me look between my legs like all right what's really going on what down it look here? Like down there? yeah what's going on here because the images if you even see images of it mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> it's see, very even how we even tend right. to say it the images of vaginas yeah there you go the right. images of vaginas that we see it's just very they're just very vanilla or very bright pink and when I'm teaching my classes especially to you know younger girls fifth and sixth graders I say you know there's different hues like they they come in purple browns pink like there's such a spectrum and I make them all look at each other and I'm like look at the person next to you look at the other person on your other side does anyone have similar faces and they're like no Miss Vanessa and Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah so the same thing, we don't have similar faces. The same thing, we're not going to have similar, you know, looking yeah. vulvas. We're not going to have similar looking private parts. And yours is so unique to you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to do all the things that you want it to do because exactly. it's yours. And so that's where I start. I start at fifth and sixth grade to let them know, like, all right, I'm trying to help them know that the expectation of what people are going to say it's supposed to look like or smell like or whatever that's not even that's not real you have to be comfortable in your own and know like no this is mine and this is what i'm this is what i'm working with okay all all you know all day long and the only thing i would add to that too vanessa is like 
So you're talking from a perspective as an educator, but also like so many of the folks that are listening and as we move through our life, when you have like a daughter or a goddaughter, like someone in your family or, you know, community, like even the way that they hear or don't hear you talking about yourself, your body, your Mm. vagina, your vulva, that also, that's also messaging too. Which is why it's so important as women, as adults, for us to start being really mindful. Because, like, I remember, like, my mom, like, used to just walk around the house, like, naked. <laughs> and so, I mean, now I walk around the house naked. Like, I'm totally confident in yeah. my body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no, like, inappropriateness. Right. Like, that, even though she didn't say it out loud. Right. The message was when it's private when you're Mm. around women that you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. like um and the windows are closed (laughs) and with the air conditioner on that your body is beautiful and you and that nudity is is good she didn't say it verbally right she showed me and even so even having the conversation is revolutionary even having a conversation is changing the game about how we change the narrative and build our confidence because as we do it we feel more comfortable absolutely talking about it with the little girls in our lives the women in our lives absolutely absolutely and i think once we start doing that, then we could build on to the larger conversations around, all right, now you have this, all of, all of this wonderfulness happening. Now, where's the pleasure part? And where's mm-hmm. all the goodness? And not just the technical, not, not just the technical stuff. And like, yeah, you know, I think, I think even having conversations around periods and, you know, body odor and all that, that's really important. But then I think like the other thing that we yeah, have more thing. difficulty yeah, talking about. Yeah, exactly. And how do you how do you talk about in a more uh, empowering. empowering but appro- like appropriate? Like what's appropriate? Or, and yeah. when and where and <laughs> how is you know, how do how do we start that? And I think that's what we're going to explore. Yeah, because um, we just got to break rules. Yeah, we got to explore basically. that through this podcast. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do the work, and the I work. can't wait to keep exploring that conversation do with it. you. So we're almost out of time, but before we get out of here, I want you to tell me what's your number one um, vagisteam building strategy. My number one vagisteam. Yeah, how do you? Well, probably one tip. Well, probably one tip would be like when you find like your bestie that you can talk about anything (laughs) with to have like like hilarious candid yep. conversations about whatever the fuck you want. I, I totally... Am I allowed to cuss? You, can, cuss. you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, basically, that. I would say the one thing... I mean, there are many, but the one thing I would say, which is the... Which is so amazing for me... Yeah. Is that since you're my best friend... Mm. And I'll just be like, oh my goodness, <laughs> Right? Like, I can just talk about stuff if I've had an issue down there yeah right in my badge if I got a question straight up regardless of whether or not you were an educator or not like I just have a person that I can talk to about it so the number one way to build your badge badge esteem (laughs) build your badge badge esteem the one thing that I would say would be cultivate a sisterhood relationship of course I would say that in line with the healer sister project but cultivate a sisterhood relationship where you could just talk about anything having to do with sexuality or your vagina Ooh, I like that and I really value that because sometimes it's just I think 
I think it's just even just normalizing it. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, have you ever had this done? Have mm-hmm. has this ever happened to you? And right. just being able to have somebody that you could just say, all right, something I don't know is happening. Can you can you tell me what your experience is mm-hmm. and being able to share an experience? Yeah. Um, I think you? my number one. Well, Number, or at least one. Or a one, I guess one, one strategy yeah. for building Vagisteam. Um, I mean, I would say, I would say the same thing. Like sometimes you just have to look. It just requires like that grab in the mirror or I like to just do sometimes the, you can't see it. Pop the, a squat. The bend over. Oh, the bend over. <laughs> Y'all. To check out what's happening and just, you know, just, just, I guess it sounds cliche, but being one with yourself. And taking, just take a look. Like, I think that's the first thing. Like, take a look and do not compare yours to anybody else's. No judgment. It's, it's yours. It's it's wonderful for whatever it looks like. It's, it's your yoni, y'all. It's yours. It's yours. Do the damn thing with with all of it. So, yeah. Take a look. Take a look. That's, that'll be our homework for... That'll be our, don't, no one send me their homework assignment, please. No. But you do <laughs> your own personal homework and take a look. Take a picture if you have to for yourself. And um, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to. Um, yeah, I think I think I think that's my yeah. That's I'm gonna, now I'm gonna have to write like your top ten that just seems. Oh, I think it's time. Boom. That's All good. right, the new idea. I already I already Check have homework. All right, so where can people find you on the internet or out there? So, again, my name is Shauna Murray Brown. You can find me. I have two sites. One is www.shauna, that's S-H-A-W-N-A, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, Brown, with an E, dot com. Um, So, shaunamurraybrown.com. And then you can also check out healassista.com. Soon there will be something extra special there. I'm on Instagram at Healer I'm on Twitter at Healer Look, if you just put hashtag Healer and click on that, you're gonna find me. And that's Healer Sista, S I S T A. Thank you. Not sister. Thank you. Thank you. If anyone heard the difference there. And if you, if there are sisters that really want to engage with other sisters, you know, S I S T A. There's also a Facebook group. That and you just search heal, the Heal Assista project. Awesome! Woo! So check Shauna out, and she has amazing, amazing, amazing information and great gems to always. I mean, I call you constantly for gems. I mean, yeah. I was in the meeting the other day trying to ask for a raise, and you, boom, gave me that sister gem. So I appreciate you know, that. That, that sister gem, not that sister gem. You heard that? <laughs> You can send your questions, your comments, and even show ideas to vagisteam at gmail.com. And that's V-A-G-E-S-T-E-E-M at gmail.com. You can check out the website at www.vagisteam.com. You can even leave your comments there as well. I want to hear from you. Tell me if you want to change our SNN no. sex news segments <laughs> to something else send us your suggestions and we want to hear from you so if you and have any peep questions her. peep her on instagram at, at vagisteen oh true y'all. true I'm sorry the pictures sorry they beat the bomb Whew. the right. internet i tell you there's so many <laughs> internet there's so many things happening on the internet so yeah check me out um send me a note 
send a question if you have questions. We want to answer them. So wait, are you going to tell them about your event? Oh. Yeah. Yes. So there's an event coming up. Duh. Vagisim event. Wow. This this uh, promotion thing is uh, it's it's new. Um. So I have an event. Vag one oh one. In person, y'all. In the flesh. Come see me if you're in Baltimore. What's the what they call the, the DMV? Mm-hmm. Washington D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, or Virginia. Come to Vag 101 where we're going to be, you know, we're going to have giveaways, of course, and that feeds people. We're going to have some wine. We're going to have some drink, a little bit of drink. drink. And we're going to be talking about all things Vag there. So if you thought this was good, you're going to definitely enjoy Vag 101. We're going to be talking about all the things you need to know, the anatomy of pleasure, because that's where I want to take us. And you're going to be able to talk to other people in a really, really, really safe space. Really? Yeah. Other, Other women? women? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you've been to a Vag 101. Uh, absolutely. I try to make it <laughs> to everyone when I can. Um, but yes, it changes lives. Y'all, it changes lives. Y'all need to make it. it I'm just saying. Lives. It changes lives. <laughs> Sex lives, Vag Boom. lives, Boom. Vag esteem. Boom. Boom. So Check you can it. get your ticket at Vag, that's V-A-G 101.eventbrite.com. Go so get your ticket. Get your ticket, please. Um, and get it on time. Like, y'all be doing this last minute. Like, oh, hey, girl, I didn't know how I was feeling this morning when I woke up. No, we ain't get, got time. Get, get, get your ticket. Get your Get your ticket and secure your place, please. And I need to know because how Because much- we need to see you in the space. And plus, you ain't even trying to be in there and ain't no snacks left because you Come ain't even. through, okay? All right. <laughs> All right, so wear condoms, have fun, love yourself. Check, You're beautiful. Check out your badge. Check out your badge, and I will see you in two weeks. Peace. Thanks, everyone. Bye.